0: It's another edition of Retire Smarter. Walter Sorrell here with Kevin Krosky, President Wealth Advisor at True Wealth Design, joined as well by certified financial planner Tyler Emmerich. The team serves you with offices in Northeast Ohio, Southwest Florida, and the greater Pittsburgh area, but you can find us from anywhere at truewealthdesign.com. Schedule your 15-minute call with an experienced financial advisor on the team by going there truewealthdesign.com, and look for the Are We Right For You button. We've got a great show on the way today as we're going to be talking about uh, a little bit of a continuation of our conversation from last time. We won't exactly call this a part two of uh, the most recent episode. This will be uh, a standalone, its own thing. Um, And we're going to be talking about some known unknowns, some unknown unknowns, some known knowns, and how they all wrap in on top of one another uh, that's very much a paraphrased quote from nice, Donald I like Rumsfeld I <laughs> uh, don't know if anybody remembers that back from the early 2000s I think that quote was but it had to do all about the, the known knowns and the unknown unknowns and I don't know which one are we focusing on today Kevin and Tyler <laughs> are we, are well, we hold, the unknown hold unknown on. the category? listeners
1: have to know Walter knows that verbatim we didn't even have to look it up I know he, he knew it so that's pretty good
2: yeah <laughs> <laughs> 'll I add something too um that uh, the very the wise I remember when he he gave that speech and I, you know it's one of those things where you kind of have to listen to it a couple times or read it before you I think you fully appreciate it at least the, I did the
0: transcript helps I'll
2: say that yeah. yeah um I remember Mark Twain um there's a quote from him too that and of course I mean he just says it probably more eloquently than most but it's a kind of a fourth or fifth dimension. I'm not sure how many Donald Rums felt <laughs> out there, but uh, Mark Twain said something to the effect of it's what you think you know that just ain't so. So. I don't know if that falls into to old Donnie's yeah. um, paradigm there or if that's another dimension to it. But all those things matter a great deal. But um, before we get into this, I do have some, a, a kind of a special announcement, if you will. Walt, you didn't give me my chance to what? give. like Ooh. I was just so
0: eager to jump into the unknown, uh, unknown territory. Yes. So He
1: didn't even give us a heads up on the announcement there. Yeah. So let, let, let's start with the known,
0: is. known first. What's the announcement? <laughs> <Huh>? <laughs> <laughs> well, Yeah, so
2: Tyler is aware, but by the time this episode airs, I think the uh, the official announcement should be made. So I'm I'm going to go ahead and share it now. But um, Case Western uh, Reserve University is in uh, Cleveland, Ohio, and I don't know if it's the self proclaimed or the proclaimed or or what, but it's uh, at least in these parts of Northeast Ohio, it's known as the Ivy League school of the Midwest, and you know, um, I guess Chicago and. Northwestern in- Miami of other-
1: Ohio, Miami of Ohio, my- come on, I'm might, my alma mater, might be a reach. Fit that in there. <laughs> might be a little <laughs> reach, sorry Tyler. Yeah, but come anyway. on. Um, they, do,
2: um, they do a lot of things. The business school is really renowned. Um, uh, they have a lot of good schools, but, um, and Aaron Sal in our office actually got his MBA from there. So uh, kudos Dead. to Aaron and, and having a good brain and being a, yeah. a proud graduate of the Ivy League of the Midwest. But um, th- what they do every year is, it's something called the Case Weatherhead 100, um, the Weatherhead is their business school, and um, and they do this in conjunction with Crane's publication. And Crane's, I'm not sure where they are, but um, they, you know what all markets they're in. But I know they're in New York City, Pittsburgh, uh, Detroit, Chicago, Cleveland, and it's it's basically the business magazine. You know, for those for those large cities and uh, in conjunction, those two um, do this case with Weatherhead 100 and look at the top growing firms, you know, in the region and um you self-nominate um and it's something that um i'm proud uh, that we've grown and that we've won but i'm not sure where we came in on the ranking list but we were notified in july that we did in fact win our first case weatherhead 100 award nice and while growth is good I, i think i would be remiss in if i didn't point out why it's important you know to us um you look at Tyler. Tyler joined us, you know, about four and a half years ago. You know, CFP, CFA, very smart, motivated, high achiever. You know, just a great advisor and a great person. Um, Aaron Seil, you know, CFA. And, and for anybody that doesn't know what the CFA is, it's, it's measurably harder than the CFP. Um, but we have some very you know smart, motivated people here, and those people need opportunities for growth, you know, to attract and retain good people. And then, you know, you reinvest back into those people so we can continually get better. And, you know, that great Japanese saying of Kaizen and continual improvement. Um, but the growth isn't, you know, just for growth sakes. It's really to continually get better, to invest back into our people, into our capabilities so we can help our clients even more. And it's kind of this fortuitous growth cycle where, you know, that growth is really an outcome of the work that we do for our clients and their satisfaction, and you know, really a testament to you know that they see and feel that they're getting you know a, a good value for what they're paying for us in in our guidance and our you know, the help that we provide. So um, I'm really proud of that. Um, but again, it's not just for growth, but it's I think it's really a testament to that our clients are happy. You know, we grow predominantly through referrals, um, and then it's just kind of this good fortuitous cycle that that growth allows us to continue to reinvest and get better and help our clients even more.
0: Well, fantastic. And congratulations on the honor. And uh, is this something that you'll pursue in the future as well and hope to be one of, you know, I, I guess the companies can win this award multiple times, right?
2: yeah they can. and um it, yeah we we surely will. and uh, you know, candidly, I'm quite confident give because they look at five year growth rates um and just the growth that we've had. I'm quite confident that uh, we will be having a similar announcement this time next year. so uh, i I wouldn't say that unless I felt confident, but um, we'll that, see that momentum
0: lasts a little bit, yeah. That's good. Yes,
2: yeah. it's that flywheel of momentum, for sure.
0: <laughs> I love it. The flywheel of momentum. Man, that almost deserves a uh, egghead drop there. I'm not sure. But <laughs> I don't want to bring the mood down on the exciting uh, the, the exciting yeah. weatherhead 100 announcement. Well, congratulations uh, to you both and the entire True Wealth Design team. And uh, w- would you guys get to go to some sort of event? I mean, there's got to be a little bit of a, a fun. There thing. There is a gala. This, right?
2: um, okay. It's um it, it's it starts fairly late at night and uh, it would go well past my <laughs> my average <laughs> bedtime. So. We haven't committed to the gala just yet. (laughs) It's so
1: true. Six Uh, o'clock start time. No. (laughs) I I, I do know you're an early riser,
0: Kevin. I didn't know you that early, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) No, so we'll see. All right, very nice, very nice. well, uh thanks for sharing that with us, and congrats once again, guys and uh now can we go to the unknown unknowns i'm 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 camping okay, at the bit,
2: <laughs> yeah, go ahead, Tyler, do not you uh, we we have a few different stories I thought we would share to kind of really like illustrate some things we're talking about, and uh we'll let Tyler kick it off
1: okay, sure, um yeah, I think the the family that I kind of had as my examples and, and want to kind of bring in as a, as a pretty common one, um, you know, we come in and, and, and families meet with us and, and normally that first meeting, is normally uh, when we first meet a family, it's just getting to know them and, and trying to understand, you know, what, what brought them in and what they're looking to accomplish. And, you know, sometimes they know that and they have this list and we kind of check down through it. And another times it's more of just a, an organic conversation where, you know, ourselves as financial advisors kind of lead that conversation to help identify and, you know, uh, see, you know, the why behind what brought them in and, and understand how we might be able to fit in and how we might be able to help. And, you know, I, I had one fairly recently here within the past month. And there were a few items, they kind of were in the middle. They, they had a list of, of items that uh, they knew they wanted. And I think that list is pretty common. And one of the things on there was uh, what brought them in to talk to me was their their state planning. Um, they had been um, a family that lived well within their means for a number of years. Unfortunately, they had, um, you know, gone through, and their parents had, had had passed, so they had been through some probate. I don't know if anybody has ever gone through probate, but it is, um, you know, normally not the best of thing. Walt, Kev, I'm sure you both have maybe had some various experience going through probate yourselves. Seen some family members, family members go
0: through it for sure. Yeah,
1: yeah. So um, this family, unlike um, you know many, or just like many that come to see us, I think estate planning was one of the big things that were that were on their mind and. A lot of times when they come in, they're just they don't really know exactly what they needed or what they want or how that fits into their whole plan. But they have this kind of pie in the sky like, hey, I know I need to get this taken care of because I went through it and I didn't I I knew it wasn't a a good ordeal for me. And, you know, they had, uh, you know, a few children. That they wanted to make sure that really their estate had transitioned to, um, you know, efficiently and effectively. So, you know, normally when that happens, I think the top of mind for most families is, well, hey, let's get the basic estate planning documents in order, right? So, will, power of attorney, you know, living will, healthcare directives, all that type of stuff, and get that in order. Um, and that's normally maybe where it stops. But you know, as with anything, and I think um, you know us as financial advisors trying to look at the whole picture, you know, as we kind of are Going down our conversation, and we're kind of talking through. I mean, there's a whole host of other opportunities there, especially when I'm Zarin and I know just on estate planning here. But you know, as they looked at their situation, they'd had a, a, a good asset base that they had saved. You know, they had had multitude of accounts um, that had they had accumulated over the years. Um, you know, there were some estate tax concerns uh, at their asset level that we needed to work through. Um, they had inherited some trusts um, and some uh, they had an irrevocable trust. Um, So there was a little bit more complexity there. And I think a lot of moving parts. And, you know, I think that's a good situation where, hey, someone came in, they knew they wanted estate planning, and that was kind of maybe what brought them to the office. But as we kind of got down and maybe peel back the onion a bit, as Kevin always says, um, <laughs> uh, we kind of realized that. Okay, yeah, you you do need some basic estate planning documents, but as your assets can assets continue to grow, I think there was quite a bit of opportunity for some estate planning to maybe save them a few tax dollars down the road. And then, you know, even more so and getting more granular, there's some more opportunity as far as saying, hey, how do we set up their current assets and net worth in a way that you know will make that transition more effectively whether that's i mean all the buzzwords kev i could list out right asset location uh unrealized loss uh, or tax loss harvesting and you know quite a few other things that kind of play into it that i don't know if we have time to get into from a granular standpoint but that was the first one that kind of cop- popped into my mind and Kev, i yeah, don't know if uh, you know these yeah. tell
2: me um it's common that we will you know get a few sets of eyes um on uh, a case in for a new sure. cl- oh, yeah. prospective client or new client, and then we always have a kind of a quality control process uh, for our current clients too, where we you know have you know another advisor kind of reviewing what was already done by that primary advisor. So you know you want to make sure that you're doing good work, but uh, it's that collaboration oftentimes will help you get some vantage points. And um, when we first start mm-hmm. talking about it, you know I would say a couple of things. People will often come into our office or another, you know, financial or, or service professional, whether it's, you know, a tax or, or an attorney or something. After they go through something, you know. So in this case, um, the people fairly recently um, had, in, you know, lost their parents and parents, had yeah. had an inheritance. Kind of went through that whole painful, you know, settlement and probate process, and what have you. And like, man. You know, we don't want our, you know our our child to go through that yeah. when our time comes. But they were only in their, you know, early mid sixties, right? Yeah. And you know, one of the things you know they had a level of assets that was you know you know very significant. But mm-hmm. at that point in your sixties, it's like you don't even know if you ha- have an estate issue. I mean, if they're spending like drunken sailors, and you know, hey, maybe they're, <laughs> they don't have any tax right. any tax yeah. problem at all, right? Or, or if they live so far below their means, and that's just going to keep growing, and was their yeah, yeah. It's so it's 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 kind of even come. They come in with um, oftentimes they they think is a problem or, or maybe a problem. I would say sometimes it's often like a symptom of maybe mm-hmm. the other problem, or it's like you kind of have to take a few steps back and have that big picture, you know, of all this stuff. Of you know, they're spending. You know, their you know asset growth assumptions, how they're going to invest. I mean, even if they have a ton of. Assets, the asset but, you growth,
1: know. right? The asset growth is hard to quantify when you're looking 30 years down the road and just seeing how big that number can get. I mean, I think you and I maybe get numb to it, but I think that's you know can be shocking.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, it's it. You know, if you look out over a long period of time, I mean, certainly the distribution of outcomes—not to get too wonky here—but you know, or Walt, terminal wealth dispersion. (laughs) Oh man, (laughs) you can't just keep using the same one to get to get. You know, I love that one because it's TWD, just like our company's uh, initial. So it's a special place in my egghead. I see why
0: it draws draws near to you. Yes.
2: But you, my point is, like, you can have, um, think of a baseball field, and the baseball field between the, you know, left foul line and the right foul line, it's it's pretty wide. I mean, sure, the average returns could be, you know, this over a 20- or 30-year period, but it's way more complicated than that, you know, the sequence or the ordering of returns, so on and so forth. But, you know, if they, Tyler, if they have everything in cash, well, like, okay, <laughs> you know, that baseball field has got a lot, you know, we're lot playing small, like basically right? center field plus or minus yeah. 10 feet, right? Yeah, rates
1: are a little higher now, a little higher. <laughs>
2: Very, yeah. <laughs> but, but it's like, you don't know if they have an estate tax issue. Right. And, and certainly we can't predict what the estate tax is. Exemptions are going to be or anything like that, you know, down the mm-hmm. road. Um, uh, that's one of the reasons why you want to make sure your state documents are flexible, whether you want to prioritize either tax or income tax planning or state tax planning. Um, but you really need to start with that financial plan. I mean, it's I, we sound like a broken record every time, but it's yeah. it's it's really whether you're doing income tax planning and you know trying to make sure that you're lowering your overall effective rate that you're paying over time and maximizing your after tax wealth, yeah. helping your money well, last longer. Or if you're looking and say, hey, does somebody have a state tax exposure? I'm like, I don't know. You know, you're in your yeah. 60s. You know, how long are you going to live? How much are you going to spend? What kind of rate are your uh, return or your investments going to have?
1: Well, I think about them specifically, and I don't know. We had this in my notes, but you know, another reason why they came in was those Roth conversions. I don't even know if I mentioned this, but you know, they came in and said, like, the first thing, one of the first things after we started talking about the estate planning was, like, "Hey, I just did a Roth conversion this year. Was that right or not?" Then they kind of had that <laughs> conversation, <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay, was well, that right or not? It, ideally, everybody is listening, right? We'd like to know that number beforehand if it's right or not before we take care of it. And I think that that you know, just as anybody right, they're getting their information, and you know, they're trying to stay up. I mean, it's hard to stay up on everything. And you know, I think they had read an article that Roth conversions were good, and we're like, hey, let's let's give this a try and do it." And they actually went to their CPA and their CPA said, "No, this isn't going to be good this this isn't good for you what kind of why would you do it and then they kind of came to me almost as an uh uh-oh moment like oh was was this right and i think there's maybe two things here to unpack possibly um and and the first is is well hey that financial plan that you know kevin you were talking about what that's going to do is that's going to tell us if one if conversions are going to be good for you or not and when i say conversion hey we're just simply saying taking money out of pre-tax retirement accounts paying taxes on it get it into a roth that grows tax-free but um you know, is, is that right? And then two, what is the amount that, that makes sense to do it? I mean, the last episode we just finished recording, I mean, started talking about income planning and limits and being mindful of that. I think Roth conversions and that fit right in. But um, so, so understanding that's important. But then two, I, I think when we start looking at the professionals in our lives and kind of the advice that we get from them, um, you know, I asked as a follow up question, okay, so how much does your CPA know about your financial situation? And well, the, the, both of them said, well, not not much. I was like, so they, they know how much asset you ha- assets you have and and how much is in retirement accounts, pre-tax, and how much is in other places. And they, they both said, no, he has really no idea. So it's almost like, well, how can in that situation, or this was my advice to them, how, how would he know or she know if it was a good decision for you or not if they don't understand how your assets are gonna change, what your tax bracket potentially looks like, what's your estate planning goals, to use that information to say yes, this makes sense or not. So, I think your financial plan thing. Well, I believe in it, but but I think that's a great example as to why, Kev, or you know, maybe to piggyback off that a bit.
2: Yeah, you know, I, I it makes me think about um, a meeting that I had recently too. And a gentleman came in, and um, I, I I could probably talk for an hour about this <laughs> meeting that that lasted less than that. Um, it was very interesting and, um, in many many ways, but um, he thought he he came in and he thought he had a, a problem, and um, in just talking with him for fifteen minutes, the problem that he thought he had wasn't a problem at all. But <laughs> I covered mm-hmm. you know much bigger problem, uh, and it was somewhat similar. You know they had you know some common traits to the you know the story that we're you're, we're talking about, but you know, they inherited some property and they were concerned about paying taxes on the inheritance, and sure some states. Do levy an inheritance tax. Other states will have an estate tax, uh, and other states may have neither. Um, but it depends on the state where the property is. In this case, it was you know some some real property, and I was like, well, you know, you don't you don't have to worry about that. There's no inheritance tax in that state. He's like, oh, great. <laughs> like, but tell me about this. And, uh, the other thing, what like, like, and I was asking what else he, they had received, and I had received some some IRAs, and they had a bunch of uh, of annuities the parents did and um this gentleman he's an engineer you know, smart guy you know nobody makes it through engineering school without you know being smart um, they sometimes make it through being overconfident, I will say. I love our engineer well, clients, but um, it goes well, back to the uh, the unknown unknowns, I suppose. But, um
1: Kevin, but, probate's tough, right? I mean, just in general, making those decisions, if you have nobody in your corner, kind of, you know, you get all these accounts, paperwork well, gets thrown yeah, at and, you, and, sign it almost, right? Yeah, and it's this tough. wasn't
2: even probate. This is just this uh, specifically uh, with the IRAs, because it's not going through probate. It's just sorry, going yeah. through. You know, it's it's uh, you know transferred by the the beneficiary designation. Well, the, the gentleman completed all the inherited IRA paperwork and and completed it in a way where it was not rolled into an inherited IRA, and you could go ahead mm. and take that over a ten year period. Um, but they just received it all in cash. I'm like, well, how much did you get? And uh, it was well over. Six figures, and um, and I said, "Well, you don't have a problem over here with the real property that you're inheriting because there's no, uh, uh, you know, inheritance tax, but you really just probably cause yourself twenty or thirty grand in unnecessary income taxes by, you know, completing the paperwork wrong, and unfortunately, there's nothing we can do about it now." It's tough
0: to deliver that kind of bad news, isn't it, uh, Tyler, to to folks? I mean, sometimes you get to deliver the good news of like, no, no, you didn't make this big mistake. And then other times you got to say, ah, well, we're gonna have to kind of start back from not necessarily scratch, but like we have to accept this and move on with the plan.
1: Yeah, it's tough, and well, it happens more frequently than you would you would expect, especially with the paperwork like I can mention before. If anybody's had to go through and fill out some of that stuff, you know, there can be some intricacies there that I think um, you can really trip yourself up. And Kevin made, it, I think, I said it at the end, but you, you can't go back and change that once it's done. And a lot of times, when that election's made, you're kind of stuck
2: yeah you know if we go back kind of big picture here, but you know why do people typically come into our office um you know they have some sort of life event, and you know whether it's a transition in this case, you know, hey, their parents passed away, they're receiving inheritance, they're settling their stake, they're going through probate, big life transition, you know you have somebody maybe a death of a spouse, and the surviving spouse is ongoing, you know big transition there um you know, they're getting ready for retirement, they're going from work into retirement or you know, some other kind of related retirement transitions or, hey, you know, I got coming up on being eligible for Social Security and or eligible for Medicare. I got this transition. Those are usually some of the key inflection points why people will reach out to us. But then also, you know, when somebody's time, you know, we work with a lot of busy professionals, um, you know, the value of their time is great. You know, when they're working and even they value their time, you know, personally uh, as well. Um, And, you know, when their value of time is there, you know, they want to go out and find a trustworthy and competent professional where they can leverage their time, they can delegate, but be informed. Um, So I would say those two things coupled with, hey, when the cost of a mistake is really high, those are all three areas where it's like, ding, 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 I should probably go see somebody in advance rather than saying, hey, here's what I did. Please tell me, please tell me it was okay. Please tell me it was right. Uh, I can think of so many times there's a, you know, one of the colleges here in Northeast Ohio department chair of, (laughs) i would pick on the engineers again. I'm not picking. It's just, I got a lot of examples here, but um, he came in and it's like, it was a paperwork thing. And he's like, hey, here's, I'm not sure what happened here. I was trying to do this rollover and it wasn't even an inherited one and um you know it just completely blew up it's those tax ones that are very overt you know that's very concrete like wholly, you know fill in the blank with whatever you know, word or expletive you want to use there but that's where you can see the pain that's where you can see the error tyler we've seen the other ones and i think this is a common one with uh, the story you started with where maybe it's not as overt you know they buy some investments and then they just kind of hold them and don't really keep an eye on them sort of thing and You know, it's like, hey, they don't have to worry about money. And so they're kind of not looking. They're not really sure what to do. Those, I think, in my view, are maybe a little bit stealthy. Um, if that's a word, and you know, they're kind of a relative loss there to maybe what they could be doing. Was that an issue that you had with the, that other prospective client you yeah, met with?
1: It was. Yeah. I mean, because it, it, you think about over the years, there's a number of ways that you get investments. Um, you know, that uh, the family that it comes to mind that you're, you're thinking of. I mean, you know, they had got their uh, investment options or ideas from just an investment publication. Um, but, you know, as with anything and, and the changes over the years, I mean, one, you know, I think you definitely don't want to get into a situation where you're trying to day trade and you're making many investment changes. But I also think, too, having some type of process in place to where in their case, you know, they buy a company that was recommended by a family member or through this publication, and then they've literally held it for 20 years, 25 years. And, you know, that's OK. But the issue is, is what are the checks and balances that are in place there? to be able to identify hey it has this been a good performer is it not um how does this fit into my overall estate planning and and an investment plan um so i think you know that passive approach and 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 maybe the approach of hey yeah we're we're going to be okay we're we're definitely going to have enough assets you know there really is that are living in the gray i guess um is another way to maybe put it or way i think about it but it's i think there can be a lot of value there to Please just wrap your arms around and, and get the knowledge to say, you know, has this been good? Has it not? And how do we move forward? And what's that process look like? So You know,
2: Ty, you're way nicer than me. Like, this is <laughs> another <laughs> proof to that uh, fact. Yeah. Um, I, I would say it. Yeah. it's almost like they abdicate responsibility. You know, they'll yeah. they'll look at it like a one-time thing, say, hey, you know, I'm, I read this newsletter and it sounds good. I'll go ahead and buy it. And then it's just kind of, it just sits there uh, with... <laughs> and it, it you know they never look at it again it's like if you don't have the information you know how can you make a good decision or really look at it a couple analogies i would say it's like you know, i think in my landscaping and we're kind of doing the fall cleanup here in northeast ohio and you know i gotta like cut down these these ornamental grasses that i have so it grows back better and stronger next year um or yeah one of my favorite uh, you know, i have a buddy that um has a personal training business and um, one of the things that he will tell you about his clients, the ones that see the most positive change, you know, from, um, uh, you know, their work together and he's a accountability person, you know, it's, it's really, mm-hmm. we know what to do. It's usually the difference between the knowing and the doing gap or, you know, getting actually getting it done but the people that will step on the scale and then when he brings out the calipers and they say, what are you doing with those things? You gotta <laughs> pinch my fat, you know? The people that won't get the information, that won't measure what matters, they're noncommittal. And if they're noncommittal, they're much less likely to get positive results. And that goes whether you're talking about your personal health, your investment planning, again, the taxes are there, you're gonna get the pinch there, the calipers, because it's gonna reconcile on your tax return, you're gonna be like, holy moly, or whatever yeah. you wanna say, you're gonna get that information, whether you like it or not there. But it's those other areas where, you know, or maybe in that gray zone or what have you, if you're not kind of you know, pinching the fat and getting the calipers done and stepping on the scale, how do you really know if you're doing okay? Yeah.
1: You gotta know what you have, right? Um, and, and have some type of benchmark to understand and make decisions for yourself. And I think that's, um, that's pretty key. Um, and certainly we can go into all the other stuff that, well, you've had a, good, a lot of good analogies there, but I think when I always say, I get a lot of individuals that, hey, I want to invest in this company because I know it. Um, and, you know, I think that there's a big disconnect there from a good investment and a good company that you know and you believe in. Um, and those don't always necessarily drive. Um, and then once also again, the- Tyler, you're proving <laughs> you're nicer than me. I,
2: when somebody says, I, I know this right? company, I'm like, really? What do you know about them? Not- what did they talk about on their last quarterly yes. report? Who's the or- CFO? And, you know, who are the main competitors? You should competitors? know. That. You, you should that. yeah and then quickly <laughs> they're like Okay. <laughs>
1: yeah, you should know that. It, and, and a lot of people have buying strategies, but no extra strategy and how it fits in the plan. So yeah, I'm going to echo everything that you say and maybe in a little nicer way. But hey, It, yeah. it seems a little <laughs> bit
0: like a pay me now or pay me later kind of thing. You're going to know the information at some point, and it would behoove you to know it on the early part of the spectrum rather than at the end. So you can at least adjust to it and expect what's coming down the pike. But you're going to know it. It's going to hit you at some point. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, anybody that comes in our
2: office and says, Hey, here's what I did. I hope that's okay. They, they obviously are recognizing after the fact that they have some doubt and maybe they screwed up. Um, and, you know, it's they have well, to. And, Kevin,
1: real quick, one point there. Good for them for coming in and saying that, though, too, right? Because I, 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 I we might be a l- little hard on them here. But the thing is, it's good that they came in. And even if it's after the fact, yes, we want to catch it before. But don't keep kicking the can down the road, right? Um, and, and I really commend them for coming in and saying, hey, yeah, I might have done this incorrectly. How do we fix it? Yeah,
2: right? you know for sure. I mean, tomorrow is the first day of the rest of your life. And you can yeah. always learn from these things. Um, you know, it's, it's one of those, and we've done past episodes about like, Hey, when does it really make sense to hire a financial advisor? And I'll come back to what I said before. And it's like, when you have one of these transitions, you know, whether it's a death, whether it's retirement, social security, Medicare, selling a business, all those things have a lot of complexity. And, you know, we help people make those transitions many, many, many times each and every year. And then you may only make that transition once in your lifetime. So, you know, do you want to wing it and hope you get it right or do you want to go ahead and and maybe hire a professional that actually does it and does it several times every year? So, there's obviously going to be a cost to that, but, you know, the, it's our job to help you see that the cost can be, you know, much less than the benefits quantitatively in most cases and then qualitatively the peace of mind that people get. Is often even worth more than the quantitative benefits. Mm -hmm. Um, So you know, it's it's I don't know. It's one of those things. You know, I I hired an attorney recently. We have um, some tax things that we're working on for the business, and the business is growing. And you know, I'm I'm paying this gentleman eleven hundred dollars for an hour, billing in fifteen minute increments
0: yeah shoo, that's a, shoo. that's a good one
1: <laughs> come on walter <laughs> shoo, that's a shrew moment <laughs> I, 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 need,
0: I need a new sound effect i suppose so. and, and,
1: <laughs> and i and i have one.
2: and i have a fair amount of of information in this area and i also have the aptitude to go ahead and, and try to acquire that information but the cost of a mistake here is very large and i want to make sure that i get it right and i want to make sure that i, I leverage my time in a valuable way mm-hmm. And you know, that's maybe somewhat of an extreme example, but same goes time's for retirement. Yeah, yeah, well time's, time's huge, but yeah. the cost of the mistake, if you make one of these mm-hmm. irrevocable decisions and we can't undo it, some things we can undo, other things we can't, but the cost of a mistake can be many, 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 many times more than what the cost of good advice is gonna be. So it's it's you just have to, you know, it, it's these things that maybe you think, you know, I mean, if you're going to go to a doctor, you know, you're going to have to get in a gown, you're probably going to have to take your blood drawn, you might have to pee in a cup, you know, all those you don't have to do that when you come to our office, but it's the same sort of thing, right? We have to go ahead and understand, you have to reach out for help, you have to walk in and and at least be aware that there may be some things that you just don't know out there that, you know, a professional, whether it's a doctor, attorney, an accountant, uh, financial advisor, you know, does know more than you. And it's their job to help walk you down that path to get the outcome that you're really seeking.
0: Great points across the board, guys, and uh, enjoy the storytelling and some of the discussions and getting to hear how you walk people through this journey of hey, uh, something's maybe not quite right, something's wrong, that that gut moment of uh, feeling like the people say, I need to come in, I need to get a second opinion, I need to get a look at what's going on, these decisions that maybe I've made or that somebody else has made. Either way, there's this point of discomfort that's all all of a sudden sort of popped up for somebody, and you guys get to come in, uh, pick things apart, diagnose, and then come up with solutions to move forward and uh, and put everything into the proper perspective. And so I know that puts you in a neat role in a great position to help people out and bring them a little bit more um, you know, peace of mind with what's going on because they're coming in with so much uncertainty. And that's probably a similar story to maybe somebody listening to today's show. And if that does sound a little bit like you, you listen to those stories and you're like, man, that's a little bit like what happened to me when I met with you know this person over here or that decision that uh, my significant other made with our financial life and I'm not so sure about you know, how that's going to all work out. Uh, if you're having some of those similar types of feelings, uh, maybe it would be best to reach out to the True Wealth Design team and set up a time to kind of review your situation, uh, dig in a little bit, see if they can help get things in the right direction or at least even understand those things you don't even know that you need to know in your financial plan, those unknown unknowns, and see if you can dig into those a little bit to bring things back full circle here. Uh, If you'd like to set up that time to visit, you can do that at truewealthdesign.com. It's quite easy. Just click on the Are We Right For You button when you go there and schedule a 15-minute call with an experienced financial advisor with the True Wealth team. Uh, you can talk to a certified financial planner, a CFA, uh, great team members there at True Wealth Design, of course, across the board. and They're happy to meet with you and talk to you a little bit about your situation and get you going in the right direction. You can also call 855-TWD-PLAN. And we're going to link to that contact info in the description of today's show so that you can find it. So I've got a few things on my lif- list. I need a, a what was the sound effect? Not not swoosh, but it was... Uh,
1: <laughs> I already whoo- forgot. Whoo- well, whoo- I don't know. F- no. Sound effect. All right. See, see, see. We, we
0: may just have to m- take Tyler saying it and make that the sound effect, actually. Yeah. I think that be perfect. Yeah, no. fact, that's exactly what we're going to do. I don't think do. that's possible. <laughs> we will see, but uh, we may have a new sound effect to throw into the show uh, next time around. Yeah. Uh, Tyler and Kevin, thank you both for your time and your expertise, and we'll look forward to uh, some good shows with you coming down as we uh, get ready to wrap up 2022. Pretty Soon. All right. Thanks, Walt. All right. See you, Walt. This has been Retire Smarter for Kevin, Tyler. I'm Walter. We'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us.